I have mentioned several times on this site that the land of Israel and its people will suffer God's punishment and wrath in this last day's time period. One who is familiar with Bible prophecy scripture and end times events can easily detect how Israel, Judah, must be subjected to God's punishment prior to God's heavenly kingdom being established. A couple of questions and their obvious, respective answers demonstrate how there must be a very big change in the country of Israel that we currently see in a relatively short period of time. Consider. Is Jesus Christ, Son of God, and the only way to the Father in heaven, worshipped and strongly represented in His own land of Israel? No, not at all. Does the current picture of the country we see as the land of Israel, and its people, come close to the picture of the Holy Land in the coming Millennial Kingdom? No, not at all. Answers to these two questions alone show that there must be enormous change in the land of Israel prior to Jesus Christ coming back to earth to reign. Unfortunately, this change will not come easily in fact, we are told in Scripture that cities in the Holy Land will need to be rebuilt for God's people to live there in the coming Heavenly Kingdom. Current Day Israel On the surface, many perceive current day Israel to be a beacon of strength and a safe, stable, freedom-loving country in the midst of an otherwise barbaric, warmongering region. While the region certainly has its problems, it will soon ultimately be shown that the country of Israel itself is likely the worst of all players, and thus, is not even close to representing God's land as God Himself would desire. In fact, the sinful, wicked, ungodly Judah of the pre-Babylonian invasion days is alive again today, and is likely even worse. Current-day Judah, Israel, is far away from God. The prophet Ezekiel, 5-6-7, sees in his prophetic vision that, compared with other nations around her, the country of Israel has rebelled, more, against God's laws and decrees, been more unruly, not conformed to the same standards. Similarly Jerusalem, which should be the crown jewel of the nations, and a strong pillar for the world to see, is actually just the opposite. In the prophet Zephaniah, she is called, the city of oppressors, rebellious and defiled, Zeph 3-1. In the book of Isaiah, we are told how Jerusalem staggers and how the once faithful, righteous city has become a prostitute, is 121. The prophet Micah, 3-10, says that leaders build Zion with bloodshed. In Ezekiel's vision we learn the same as follows. For the land is full of bloodshed, and the city is full of violence. Easy 7:23. When the corruption and immorality of the current-day country of Israel is soon uncovered, Scripture says that other nations will scoff at her. Today's land of Israel, Judah, and its people should consider itself warned, just as the Judah of Jeremiah's day, in the sense that if they do not turn back to God quickly, then God is going to make them an object of cursing for all of the nations of the earth. This is described in the following Scripture. And thou hast caused thy days to draw near, and art come even unto thy years, therefore have I made thee a reproach unto the heathen, and a mocking to all countries. Those that be near, and those that be far from thee, shall mock thee, which art infamous and much vexed. Easy 22-4-5. While I have at least briefly touched upon the corrupt country of Judah, Israel, in prior passages, I will dedicate this passage to summarizing those important elements of the current country of Israel that cause God to ultimately reject it. Once God decides to reject and to hide His face, then punishment on the country of Israel will surely come. I will address this punishment, in particular, in my next passage. The current problem in Judah, Israel, is its same age-old problem, which is that she has turned away from the one true God, and instead chosen other false gods and idols. In this passage, I will address the false gods issue along with how it affects Israel, according to Scripture. I will address this in the following sections. False gods the main problem. The Israeli society at large with false gods. Israeli leaders who worship and rule in a land of false gods. 
Priests and Prophets in Israel's Last Days Antichrist Chaldean Society. You will see how the issue of false gods, and the resulting related worship thereof, becomes inextricably interwoven throughout a society such as Judah, Israel. False Gods The Main Problem The problem of false gods in current-day Antichrist Chaldean-led Israel is enormous. First and foremost, it angers God and will bring His judgment. God asks, rhetorically. Has a nation ever changed its gods? Yet they are not gods at all, but my people have exchanged their glorious God for worthless idols. Be appalled at this, you heavens, and shudder with great horror. Jer 2 11-12 False gods are also a big problem because Israel should be the one land, of any, that should represent the one, true God, but they have instead chosen the counterfeit. The world will eventually see this hypocrisy and the Lord will have to act on His own to save His name. Meanwhile, the major problem in practicality is that serving the Antichrist Chaldean world system means that Israel has joined its own enemy. It is therefore blinded and deceived into believing that it will have peace and security as a result. This is extremely short-sighted. We read. Because ye have said, we have made a covenant with death, and with hell are we at agreement, when the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us, for we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. Is 28:15. Because, even because they have seduced my people, saying, Peace, and there was no peace, and one built up a wall, and, lo, others daubed it with untempered mortar, say unto them which daub it with untempered mortar, that it shall fall, there shall be an overflowing shower, and ye, O great hailstones, shall fall, and a stormy wind shall rend it. Easy 13 10-11. Current-day Israel does not know its own God or its enemy. When its troubles come, guess where it will turn? Just like we saw with the current-day Northern Kingdom largely represented by the U.S., see my passage on prophecy in the book of Hosea, Israel will also again turn right back to the Egypt and Assyria New World Order its people's own enemy which is the cause of its woes in the first place. In the book of Hosea, when the northern kingdom turns to its Chaldean enemy, God calls this being easily deceived and senseless, Hosea 7:11. Israel on the side of the Antichrist Chaldeans that persecute the Jacob army. Due to its loyalty to the Antichrist Chaldean worldwide enemy, the nation of Israel defiles God and then ends up on the wrong side of the last day's battle waged by the righteous Jacob army, including those figures who I have discussed on this site such as Jacob, Davidic prince, daughter of Zion, etc., those who are God's warriors battling the Chaldeans on behalf of the whole house of Israel. In its wickedness, the country of Israel has turned against their own brethren who represent their true Messiah, Jesus Christ. Instead, God's people and leaders in Israel are affiliated with typical Antichrist Chaldean tactics and weapons of lies and deceit, which likely include slandering, taunting and lying about those in the Jacob army. Scripture from both Jeremiah and King David's Psalms refer to this tactic as, there, the Chaldeans' tongue is as an arrow shot out, Jer 8-8. Scriptures show the country of Israel and its leaders find themselves on the opposite side of the lost sheep remnant of their own people. God speaks through His prophets in Scripture as follows. You drink wine by the bowlful and use the finest lotions, but you do not grieve over the ruin of Joseph. M6-6. They dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, when there is no peace. Are they ashamed of their detestable conduct? No, they have no shame at all, they do not even know how to blush. Jer 6 14-15. In a prior passage, I mused about how the Daniel, 9:27 peace agreement might be linked to the ongoing, Last day's grievance between the Jacob army and the criminal Antichrist Chaldean army. The Jacob army has raised a banner to the nations, which could be at least one element of the likely broad scope of this peace agreement. 
Peace that is discussed in the latter scripture above, or in similar verses in Bible text, may refer to at least a part of this peace agreement, but regardless, it highlights the blindness of the country of Israel's leaders and, false, prophets who will claim peace in the last days when there will be none. Judah, Israel, blinded by the Antichrist Chaldean false gods. In fact, due to their blindness, Judah's leaders do not adhere to or understand end-time signs at all. Some signs are those given by God's appointed watchmen, who may even be a part of the same Jacob army above. Prophetic scripture says the following about Israel's leader's response to the signs of the times. I, God, appointed watchmen over you and said, Listen to the sound of the trumpet. But you said, We will not listen. Jer 6 17. Yea, the stork in the heaven knoweth her appointed times, and the turtle and the crane and the swallow observe the time of their coming, but my people know not the judgment of the Lord. Jer 8 7. The country of Israel and its leaders are not even close to being prepared for what is sure to come upon them i.e. God's punishment. Israeli Society with False Gods An Israeli society that is full of Antichrist Chaldeans who worship false gods is no better than any other society that bows to a God other than Jesus Christ. The result of false gods is various idol worship and rampant lawlessness in all of its forms. After all, many in the country of Israel have broken God's covenant to begin with by worshipping other gods. I have previously discussed the perils of false gods on this site, especially within the context of an Antichrist Chaldean infiltrated society. I will somewhat briefly address these again as they apply to Judah, Israel, specifically, and according to what Scripture indicates for this last day's time period. Idol worship, an issue of the heart. Of course we know that, in its broader sense, idol worship is anything that one regularly sets his heart and mind to in a serious way that does not include serving Jesus Christ as Lord. When people set up various idols in their hearts, it is one way of at least passively or indirectly, if not directly, profaning God. Through the prophet Jeremiah, God speaks to His people about, following the stubbornness of, an evil heart, Jer 16-2, in serving other gods and refusing to worship Him. God also refers to some Judah, Israel, prophets who lie and deceive as doing so as a result of the deceit of their heart, Jer 14-14. In chapter 17 of Jeremiah, God is speaking further in reference to His people of Judah, and cautions them about the man who depends on his own strength and, whose heart turns away from the Lord. In some cases, people may instead, worship the work of their own hands, we are told in Scripture. Meanwhile, in this same chapter of Jeremiah, where God says, the heart is deceitful above all things, and furthermore says that He searches the heart and examines the mind, God comments about His people Judah and their idol worship. Judah's sin is engraved with an iron tool, inscribed with a flint point on the tablets of their hearts and on the horns of their altars. Jer 17-1. Their hearts were corrupt and this people of Judah in Jeremiah's time represents the current people of Judah, Israel, of today. While only God can look upon the heart, idol worship is very readily apparent in massive amounts of highly visible symbolism, images, graven images, spiritual practices, i.e. burning incense, etc., even encoded language, and much more. It is all around us, especially in the U.S. Much of this symbolism is Antichrist. Regardless, this idol worship translates to many bad behaviors, which I will address below. Meanwhile, I mentioned in a prior passage how God's arrogant people do not even hide their idols in His temple. In the scripture above, God says that Judah's sin is also inscribed on the horns of God's altars. Scripture elsewhere indicates that God's people regularly burn incense to false gods of Baal in His temple. God observes. The people of Judah have done evil in my eyes, they have set up their detestable idols in the house that bears my name and have defiled it. Jer 7:30. Idol worship may sometimes even include burnt offerings and routine, 
ceremonial sacrifices that merely become part of a mindless ritual practice that God's people use to worship other gods besides, or in addition to, Him. God says that He desires obedience, through Jesus Christ's commands, instead of these ritual sacrifices, a point that is relevant to the following couple of sections. Rebelliousness and lawlessness. Judah, Israel, a country gone away from their God, is a people about whom God says in the Scripture, the whole head is sick, and the heart is faint, is 1-5. to You are likely also familiar with how many times God says about His people, they have eyes to see but do not see and ears to hear but do not hear. The prophet Jeremiah showed his dismay with his people's rebellion in his day when he lamented. Although they say, as surely as the Lord lives, still they are swearing falsely. Lord, do not your eyes look for truth? You struck them, but they felt no pain. You crushed them, but they refused correction. They made their faces harder than stone and refused to repent. Jer 5-2-3. Current day Judah, Israel, in prophecy will be shown to be just like ancient Judah that we have learned about. Meanwhile, rebelliousness leads to, and of course, includes disobeying God's law. Of His people who have rejected Him in favor of the other gods, idols, and lawlessness offered by the Antichrist Chaldeans, God says through His prophets Isaiah and Ezekiel, respectively. Therefore, as tongues of fire lick up straw and as dry grass sinks down in the flames, so their roots will decay and their flowers blow away like dust, for they have rejected the law of the Lord Almighty and spurned the word of the Holy One of Israel. Is 524. Yet in her wickedness she has rebelled against my laws and decrees more than the nations and countries around her. She has rejected my laws and has not followed my decrees. Easy 5-6. The following are a few more specific, additional examples of God's people's outright defiance and rebellion against His law. These scriptures show God's people's hypocrisy. Therefore say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says, Since you eat meat with the blood still in it and look to your idols and shed blood, should you then possess the land? Easy 33-25. You rely on your sword, you do detestable things, and each of you defiles his neighbor's wife. Should you then possess the land? Easy 33-26. Her priests do violence to my law and profane my holy things, they do not distinguish between the holy and the common, they teach that there is no difference between the unclean and the clean, and they shut their eyes to the keeping of my Sabbaths, so that I am profaned among them. Easy 22-26. As another relevant example, Just prior to the latter Babylonian invasion, God gave instructions to His people through King Zedekiah about His covenant with them for letting servant slaves go every seventh year. After getting the message, His people in Judah initially obeyed, but then they rebelled and took back their slaves. This was a big factor in bringing on God's punishment at that time. Modern-day Judah, Israel, again, fits this picture. Antichrist Chaldean leadership and their Chaldean army subscribe to the principle of bondage and have modern-day, high-tech assisted means of oppressing others and taking people captive against their will. I will address Judah, Israel, leadership in more detail in a section later in this passage. Sinful Behavior Disregard for the one true God of Israel, breaking His laws, and outright defiance and rebellion, is always accompanied by a whole variety of sinful behavior. I will address how lawlessness and sin manifest with Israel's corrupt, oppressive leaders in a later section in this passage but in this section I will address how these manifest in a godless Judah, Israel, society at large as well. Many sinful behaviors are merely an extension of people's false gods or their associated idols. In the current day, the Antichrist Chaldeans' massive membership-driven occult practices secretly encourage, institutionalize, organize, and arrange premeditated wicked behavior. These are a part of being a member of the club, so to speak. As I addressed in my passage, prophecy in the book of Hosea, 
Many times these occult-driven sins are more of a sexual nature. Chaldean-type practices are likely behind the following acts described in Scripture. The Lord says, The women of Zion are haughty, walking along with outstretched necks, flirting with their eyes, strutting along with swaying hips, with ornaments jingling on their ankles. Is 3.16. In you one man commits a detestable offense with his neighbor's wife, another shamefully defiles his daughter-in-law, and another violates his sister, his own father's daughter. Easy 22.11. How can you say, I am not defiled, I have not run after the balls. See how you behaved in the valley, consider what you have done. You are a swift she-camel running here and there, a wild donkey accustomed to the desert, sniffing the wind in her craving, in her heat who can restrain her? Any males that pursue her need not tire themselves, at mating time they will find her. Jer 2 23-24. In prior passages, I have addressed much of the other lawlessness and numerous sins that accompany Antichrist Chaldean membership requirements of today, not the least of which include rampant shedding of innocent blood, including for ritual purposes, stealing-slash-looting, bribery, blackmail, extortion, racketeering, etc. Leaders who rule alongside false gods. God gives pretty simple and straightforward instructions to leaders, rulers and priests. They are to defend the cause of the poor, widow, fatherless, alien, etc. They are not to engage in corruption, oppression or practices that take innocent people into captivity. Unfortunately, leaders in societies like both ancient and current-day Israel, it will be shown, that serve other gods end up practicing the latter. We see in Scripture that righteous kings are rare, historically, and that pattern continues to this present day, also as prophesied in Scripture. God observes the following about Judah's leaders through the prophet Jeremiah. Like cages full of birds, their houses are full of deceit, they have become rich and powerful and have grown fat and sleek. Their evil deeds have no limit, they do not seek justice. They do not promote the case of the fatherless, they do not defend the just cause of the poor. Jer 5:27-28. Justice proves elusive in past and modern-day Judah, Israel, societies according to prophetic scripture. Due to collusion among rulers and legal-slash-law enforcement officials, many of whom are conspiring and cooperating Chaldeans, then there becomes a two-tiered system of justice. A Chaldean system involving under-the-table monetary and financial gain, as will be seen below as well, prevents true justice. We learn, Judah's leaders acquit the guilty for a bribe, is 523, and that her leaders judge for a bribe, Mike 311. Injustice in the last days country of Israel is represented further in the following scriptures. For spoiling and violence are before me, and there are that raise up strife and contention. Therefore the law is slacked, and judgment doth never go forth, for the wicked doth compass about the righteous, therefore wrong judgment proceedeth. Hab 1-3-4. Thy princes are rebellious, and companions of thieves, every one loveth gifts, and followeth after rewards, they judge not the fatherless, neither doth the cause of the widow come unto them. Is 123. This level of corruption indicated at the leadership level naturally means that a significant portion of citizens are oppressed. A horrifying conspiracy among Judah's leaders. Even worse, Scripture in Ezekiel's vision indicates more than once that a conspiracy exists among the leaders of last days Judah, Israel, with its princes acting like, a roaring lion tearing its people. King David also commented about these corrupt leaders who are like lions tearing prey. In looking further, this goes beyond mere oppression. This is a concerted, calculated, highly planned effort by Judah's Antichrist Chaldean leaders to kill and destroy people in the name of financial gain and personal enrichment. Consider the following scriptures. There is a conspiracy of her princes within her like a roaring lion tearing its prey, they devour people, take treasures and precious things and make many widows within her. Easy 22 25. 
her officials within her are like wolves tearing their prey, they shed blood and kill people to make unjust gain. Easy 22-27. Her officials within her are roaring lions, her rulers are evening wolves, who leave nothing for the morning. Zeph 3-3. While material wealth is the primary motivating factor, the nature of this calculated persecution has the markings of Antichrist Chaldean, satanic influence. Some additional scriptures below show the likely ritual nature of killings. Other markers of typical Chaldean design destruction is that scripture says these leaders, catch people in their net, and that they intentionally make widows, above, so that they can take more treasures. In the book of Ezekiel, God says He knows that Judah's leaders have killed many people. God remarks to Judah's leaders below. And I said, Here, I pray you, O heads of Jacob, and ye princes of the house of Israel, is it not for you to know judgment? Who hate the good, and love the evil, who pluck off their skin from off them, and their flesh from off their bones. Mike 3-1-3. The bodies you have thrown there, in the streets of the city, are the meat in this city is the pot, but I will drive you out of it. Easy 11-7. The latter scripture references the coming day when the country of Israel's leaders will be punished via the sword of their enemies as well as by other means. One more clear sign of satanic influenced killing is that they enshrine, symbolize, memorialize, and actually celebrate, death in a ritualistic manner. They do not hide it. God sees this. He comments through Ezekiel as follows. For the blood she shed is in her midst, she poured it on the bare rock, she did not pour it on the ground, where the dust would cover it. Easy 24-7. This represents a very evil spirit working in the last days, especially in God's own land of Israel. Assistance with decimating God's vineyard. Recall how God uses the worldwide Antichrist Chaldeans to strip his vineyard over time and in the last days. It is possible that Judah's Chaldean leaders consider their hunting of certain targeted individuals to be part of a war against certain House of Israel tribal bloodlines, including intra-tribe. It appears that Israel and its leaders are Judah tribe-centric, ignoring God's current day's lost sheep, and errantly believe that the people of the tribe of Judah exist only in the country of Israel. Scripture appears to indicate otherwise. Meanwhile, they assist in crushing the vineyard of their own people within the land of Israel, the Holy Land itself. However, they will still not escape punishment themselves. God warns. The Lord enters into judgment against the elders and leaders of His people. It is you who have ruined my vineyard, the plunder from the poor is in your houses. What do you mean by crushing my people and grinding the faces of the poor? Declares the Lord, the Lord Almighty. Is 3 14-15. At the very least, Judah, Israel, leaders do not even support their own people, Jacob's end times army, who are fighting a righteous battle against this destructive Chaldean criminal force. Their Chaldean army friend turns on Judah leaders in Israel. As I have discussed prior, because of their membership, oaths, and vows to the powerful Chaldean worldwide criminal cabal, Judah's, Israel's, leaders are prideful, boastful and arrogant. And I have also described in a prior passage, prophetic questions and answers from the book of Jeremiah, how Judah's leaders somehow believe that God cannot see what they do in secret with their criminal partners. What they do not realize is the same Chaldean cabal that has empowered and enriched them will ultimately expose their acts and become their destroyers. Judah leaders and those who aid and abet them will get a dose of their own medicine, so to speak. This is a principle of God's retribution. Woe to thee that spoilest, and thou wast not spoiled, and dealest treacherously, and they dealt not treacherously with thee. When thou shalt cease to spoil, thou shalt be spoiled, and when thou shalt make an end to deal treacherously, they shall deal treacherously with thee. Is 33 to 1. We may also have a clue in Scripture as to how the country of Israel's peace agreement and or covenant of death referred to earlier in this passage is broken, 
possibly as an event where the Antichrist called the criminal gang turns on and betrays Judah's leaders. Whatever peace treaty or covenant that makes Judah's leaders falsely celebrate and proclaim peace, will be broken, and then Judah's leaders' corruption will be exposed at this time. This may be represented by the following scripture. The highways are deserted, no travelers are on the roads. The treaty is broken, its witnesses are despised, no one is respected. Is 33-8. Judah's false priests and prophets, discussed next, will also be reeling at this same time when their good news, sunny day visions and their doctrine are shown to be lies. Priests and prophets in Israel's last days Antichrist Chaldean society. It only stands to reason and follows that a collectively corrupt, sinful country of Israel has equally corrupt priests and prophets. This is exactly what prophetic scripture says would be the case. The same conspiracy that Judah's rulers are a part of is also the one that controls Judah's priests and prophets. It means the agenda and message communicated in houses of worship in Israel is highly controlled. It is Antichrist, and anti-truth propaganda. Sadly, Judah's priests and prophets are more than willing to participate in perpetuating lies. Just like leaders, money is a motivator. This is supported by scriptures below. Her leaders judge for a bribe, her priests teach for a price, and her prophets tell fortunes for money. Yet they look for the Lord's support and say, Is not the Lord among us? No disaster will come upon us. Mike 3:11. Because from the least even to the greatest everyone is given to covetousness, from the prophet even to the priest everyone deals falsely. Jer 8:10. These are people who are very wicked, and they conspire in God's own house to deny truth and deliberately lead others astray with lies so as to keep them in darkness. It may be that they will actually soon cheer their Messiah, who in reality will be the Antichrist. Bad Behavior of Priests and Prophets I spoke earlier in this passage about God's temple being defiled and the worship of other false gods and idols by the people of Judah. Recall that God called out His people's worship of other gods and their detestable practices in the book of Jeremiah at the time He also called the temple a den of robbers, Jer 7:10. Of course, Judah priests and prophets bear much responsibility for this. They engage in sinful, wicked behavior, thereby setting a bad example for the flock. A few supporting examples from Scripture include. Her prophets are light and treacherous persons, her priests have polluted the sanctuary, they have done violence to the law. Zeph 3-4. The priests said not, Where is the Lord? And they that handle the law knew me not, the pastors also transgressed against me, and the prophets prophesied by Baal, and walked after things that do not profit. Jer 2-8. I have seen also in the prophets of Jerusalem a horrible thing, they commit adultery, and walk in lies, they strengthen also the hands of evildoers, that none doth return from his wickedness, they are all of them unto me as Sodom, and the inhabitants thereof as Gomorrah. Jer 23:14. False Visions What is just as troubling in the current last day's time period, with all of its signs, is Judah's prophets' false visions, counsel and lack of understanding about what is to come. The same Antichrist Chaldean group that falsely assures Judah's leaders does the same with its priests and prophets. Again, priests and prophets, including those who are financially motivated, comply with passing along prophetic lies. Scriptures below refer to these false prophets and their false visions. As for the prophets who lead my people astray, they proclaim peace if they have something to eat, but prepare to wage war against anyone who refuses to feed them. Mike 3-5. Then the Lord said unto me, the prophets prophesy lies in my name, I sent them not, neither have I commanded them, neither spake unto them, they prophesy unto you a false vision and divination, and a thing of naught, and the deceit of their heart. Jer 14 14. I have heard what the prophets said, that prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. 
How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart. Jer 23:25-26. In fact, some scripture indicates that these holy leaders also engage in whitewashing, so as to provide cover for Israel's leaders' bad deeds and bad decision-making. In keeping with what we have found in a prior passage as to their feelings of pride, invincibility, entitlement, false security, and lack of heeding warning, etc., these Judah prophets are shameless and wicked in restraining truth. They instead choose to communicate false visions and lying divinations. Tilda. In a fitting conclusion to this current passage, on the heels of addressing Israel's false prophets, and pointing to God's coming punishment, I will leave you with the following prophetic scripture of God speaking to Ezekiel. Son of man, what is this proverb you have in the land of Israel, the days go by and every vision comes to nothing? Say to them, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I am going to put an end to this proverb, and they will no longer quote it in Israel. Easy 12:22. Due to God's people's falling away and worshipping foreign gods and idols, God's punishment is coming soon to Judah, Israel. I will address this in my next several passages. Grace and Peace. Lion's Lair, LL.